support for Swindled comes from Claritin. It's that time of year again, when I can barely breathe out of my nose. Yep, seasonal allergies. I have it all. Itchy eyes, congestion, sneezing. Luckily, there's a path to relief. Time to live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that will relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. And it works fast. Claritin's non-drowsy relief starts working in as little as 30 minutes. So not only can you get on with your day sooner, but you can do so without compromise. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Support for Swindled comes from the Jordan Harbinger Show. Here's a podcast you should definitely check out since you're clearly a fan of high-quality, fascinating podcasts hosted by interesting people. The Jordan Harbinger Show. There's an episode for everyone, no matter what you're into. The show covers stories like how a professional art forger somehow made millions of dollars while being chased by the feds and the mafia. Jordan's also done an episode all about birth control and how it can alter the partners we pick and how going on or off the pill can change elements of our personalities. The podcast covers a lot, but one constant is his ability to pull useful pieces of advice from his guests. I promise you, you'll find something useful that you can apply to your own life, whether that's an actionable routine change that boosts your productivity or just a slight mindset tweak that changes how you see the world. You can't go wrong with adding the Jordan Harbinger show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-E-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, this is a concerned citizen. As you may or may not know, Swindled is currently between seasons. I'm taking a short break, but don't worry. Season 3 is currently in production and will be released this summer. But until then, I thought I would give you a little something to tide you over. This is one of my favorite bonus episodes that has previously only been available to our valued listeners on Patreon. It's about hip-hop superstar Wyclef Jean and his Haitian charity. If you enjoy it, there are many other bonus episodes and other rewards waiting for you at patreon.com swindled. So maybe you should consider joining. Okay, that's enough of a hard sell. Here's the episode. Enjoy. They bribed government officials, clear violations of federal state law, pay to play millions of taxpayer dollars that were wasted, paid tens of millions of dollars in by falsifying its books and records responsible for the collapse of the entire system. in the troll of some kind of Wycliffe Jean was nine years old when his family immigrated to the United States from the Republic of Haiti in 1969. He spent his childhood in Brooklyn and New Jersey, where he was exposed to the local musicians and neighborhood reggae artists. 
He began imitating these artists at an early age, and it became clear that he had a natural talent for music. Wycliffe's mother recognized this talent too. She gifted him a guitar, and he quickly learned how to play. Wycliffe spent his teenage years and early 20s writing songs and honing his craft. In 1988, he teamed up with his cousin Proz and one of Proz's high school classmates, an R&B singer and rapper named Lauren Hill, to form a musical group called the Translator Crew. After a few live gigs and a couple of demo tapes, the Translator Crew were signed by Rough House Records and they changed their name to the Fugees, a play on the term refugee, which is sometimes used as a derogatory term towards Haitian immigrants. In 1994, the Fugees released their debut album titled Blunted on Reality. The album was more of a straightforward hip-hop record which lacked the politically motivated anthems which the Fugees would eventually become known for. Blunted on Reality never really reached a mainstream audience. But two years later, in 1996, when the trio released their second album entitled The Score, the Fugees became a household name. Songs like Ready or Not and Killing Me Softly were in heavy rotation on radio airwaves across the country. The album, which was dubbed an instant classic by critics and fans alike, sold over 6 million copies and topped the Billboard charts. There were world tours and private jets and millions of dollars. But despite all of their success, the Fugees would never release another album together. The group disbanded after a love affair between Lauren and Wyclef, who was married at the time, went off the rails. In his book, Wyclef described his relationship with Lauren, quote, It was like we were two outlaws in love. We had fights on planes. We had huge fights, and a few times when I went down, she started swinging at me right there in the seats. People would scatter. We never got arrested, but we came close a few times in Europe. The final straw came when Lauren Hill announced that she was pregnant. According to Wyclef, Lauren led him to believe that the child was his. People close to the group have suggested that Lauren's plan was to convince Wyclef of his paternity so that he would leave his wife for her. But days before the baby was born, the true father was revealed to be Rohan Marley, the son of Bob Marley. After the breakup, all three members of the Fugees would go on to have relatively successful solo careers. Most notably Lauren Hill and Wyclef Jean, both of whom have won Grammy Awards. There have been a few attempts at reuniting the Fugees throughout the years, but the bad blood always comes back. At this point, it appears that their hiatus as a group is definite. Throughout the ups and downs of his musical career, Wyclef Jean never forgot where he came from. He used his fame and fortune to bring awareness to the situation back in his home country of Haiti. In 2004, he established a charitable foundation named Yele Haiti, which translates to Cry for Freedom. Yele Haiti is an NGO, non-government organization. And I just feel that if I started my NGO, I could impact certain projects better. Like meaning like if I feel like something is not getting to the people, I go and get it to the people myself, you know? 
Um, you know, I work with the United Nations, work with the World Food Programs, AmeriCare, um, Red Cross. Haiti has remained in a constant state of disarray since before Wycliffe left in 1969. The country has been rife with political instability and its economy is almost non-existent. Haiti remains one of the poorest countries in the Western Hemisphere, with the average Haitian surviving on less than two U.S. dollars per day. The goal of Wycliffe's foundation was to provide scholarships and school funding to the people of Haiti, as well as the basic necessities. As far as expenses, we uh, provide water for the people, we provide food for the people, medicals for the people, um, and we're very transparent uh, in the sense of exactly where the money is going. We will see about that. What started out as a small operation holding about $37,000 in assets, Yale Haiti would soon find itself responsible for managing millions of dollars and large-scale projects. It's being called a catastrophe of major proportions. The Caribbean island nation of Haiti has been rocked by its biggest earthquake in more than 200 years. On January 12, 2010, a catastrophic earthquake devastated the Haitian capital of Port-au-Prince, leaving an estimated 1.5 million people homeless and up to 200,000 dead. Wycliffe and his foundation sprung into action. He raised $1 million with a plea for help on Twitter. He raised another $2 million through a text message donation program. And he partnered with MTV to organize a star-powered telethon, which was hosted by George Clooney. It became the most-watched telethon in television history and raised almost $70 million, a portion of which would be donated to Wycliffe's foundation. In total... Yale Haiti would raise over $16 million for disaster relief. Wycliffe began to refer to the foundation as, quote, Haiti's greatest asset and ally. However, a month after the earthquake, questions began to emerge about Yale Haiti's capacity to handle the enormous amount of money it had received in donations. Former employees, including the former executive director of the foundation, criticized the organization's accounting and bookkeeping practices. Reports that the foundation had failed to file tax returns from 2005 to 2009 also surfaced. But most damning of all were details about the foundation's blatant mismanagement of cash. In 2007, before the earthquake, Yale Haiti earned about $80,000. That same year, the foundation spent more than half a million dollars on office space, salaries, and legal fees. Not exactly what you would call a sustainable business model. After the earthquake, with millions of dollars in hand, the irresponsible spending would only get worse. Over $600,000 was spent on Yale's headquarters. An additional $375,000 was shelled out on the landscaping around the building. Almost half a million was spent on food and drink. But it gets worse. The foundation spent over thirty grand to fly Lindsay Lohan from New Jersey to Chicago for a charity event. A charity event that only raised $66,000 in donations. The foundation spent another fifty-eight grand flying actor Matt Damon and other celebrities to Haiti. However, most of the money went to Wycliffe or the people closest to Wycliffe. He paid himself $100,000 to perform at a charity concert in Monaco. He used $37,000 to pay his rent for his production studio in Manhattan. 
Over half a million was given to family for unspecified work, and $105,000 was paid to his personal assistant slash mistress. Her salary amounted to more than three times what the program director of the foundation was making at the time. Wycliffe also used $250,000 of Yale Hades funds to purchase airtime on a Haitian television network to publicize the charity's activities. A television network that Wycliffe owned. Meanwhile, the foundation's major promises had gone unfulfilled. It had prepaid $93,000 for temporary homes that were never built. It spent another $230,000 on revitalizing a plaza that never happened and almost $150,000 on a medical center that was never built. When asked about the foundation's activities, a woman who runs an orphanage in Port-au-Prince responded, quote, If I had depended on Yale, these kids would all be dead by now. Wyclef did not take the criticisms lightly. He posted his response in video form to the internet. After digging kids up, and putting them, finding cemeteries for them, and the mug being over flooded. This is what I come back to, an attack on my integrity and my foundation, Yelena Haiti. So not only I denounce all of that, I'm disgusted by that. A few days later, Wyclef organized a formal press conference to address the accusations. Accusations have been made about me and about Yearly. So my statement is simple. I started the charity with my own funds. Have we made mistakes before? Yes. Did I ever use Yearly money for personal benefits? Absolutely not. Now, if you don't mind, my people in Haiti are watching this. So I got to talk to them in their own language. Yo, Tane, Tane, in translation, I have asked the Haitian people on the ground, of course, is going to be suffering, frustrated, violence. I tell them that I do not cry for myself, that I cry for them. The president of Yale Haiti, a man named Hugh Locke, attempted to shed some light on what was happening behind the scenes at the foundation. In trying to figure out how to most effectively use the funds we received in order to carry out our mission, we decided at that time to reach out to Wycliffe's companies because we could get a better deal with them than we could anywhere else. I would not say that that represents our finest hour in terms of, you know, transparency of of activity, but it it was not done with anything other than an intent to be efficient. We did not file our um, IRS 990s for 2005, 6, and 7 until last year. That was a mistake. We should have been on top of it. We were not. We are now up to date with that particular process of filing. None of these explanations satisfied New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman 
who ordered an investigation of the charity. The investigation revealed that Yale Haiti had spent more than $9 million of the $16 million it had collected in 2010 on personal expenses. The Attorney General offered a settlement to Wycliffe and two other officials of Yale that required a payment of $600,000 in restitution to, quote, remedy the waste of the Foundation's assets and to agree to a full audit of its post-earthquake expenditures. Wycliffe refused and Yale Haiti was shut down. But Wycliffe would continue to defend himself. In his biography, he said that there was no reason for him to spend the Foundation's money on personal matters because, quote, I have a watch collection worth $500,000. No criminal charges were ever filed, but the scandal has not been forgotten. In 2016, for the 20th anniversary of the Fuji's classic album, The Score, Wycliffe participated in an Ask Me Anything on Reddit. The questions and comments were scathing. Hi, Wycliffe. As a young songwriter myself, I have a question for you. What's a good fake charity I could start up to rob people of money who really need it? Thanks so much. Are you the same guy that started a charity for his country, then stole that money? With all that money you stole from those poor Haitians, why couldn't you help Lauren Hill out with her tax bill? In one of his few replies, before he deleted his account, Wycliffe wrote, quote, It's so important that you understand that if you full do real research, you will understand that whenever you decide that you are going to do more than sing and dance, you have to be ready for the lies that comes with it. I've never stolen from my people. I brought Haitian pride to my people, and despite what they tried to do, I am growing stronger every day and will continue to do my part, as I can see you are doing your part as well. As for the Republic of Haiti, eight years after the massive earthquake, not much has been changed. There are half-completed buildings everywhere. The local currency has depreciated. There has been one political scandal after another, and the country remains economically disadvantaged. The country's largest hospital is still yet to be rebuilt, and almost 80% of the citizens of Haiti are unemployed. The school teachers even went on strike because they went months without a paycheck. But don't worry. According to Wycliffe, everything is going to be all right. Right? Swindled is written, researched, produced, and hosted by me, a concerned citizen, with music by Trevor Howard. I hope you enjoyed that little bonus episode. If it didn't quite scratch your swindled itch, like I said at the top of the show, there's more waiting for you at patreon.com swindled. And make sure you follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Swindled Podcast. I've already been teasing some episodes from Season 3, so go check that out. Until then. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Simply Safe for sponsoring the show. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind. I want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com/slash 
swindled. There's no safe like Simply Safe.